Hey friends, welcome to Girls' Night. I'm Stephanie Mae Wilson, and I am so happy that you're here. Each week, I have a girlfriend over, and we talk through one of the biggest questions we have about our lives as women. We're talking about friendships and faith and relationships and self-confidence, about our calling in life and how to live every bit of our lives to the full. Life is so much better and easier and absolutely more fun when we navigate it together as girlfriends, and I cannot wait to get started. So I have to be honest with you guys. Today's episode is totally for me. If it's helpful for you too, that's awesome, but I needed this conversation in the worst way. The thing is, this is an area of my life that I have struggled with for years, an area that I've never had a good grasp on, and it's an area of life that causes me almost constant frustration because it's something I have to think about every single day. I see women out and about and they look incredible. They take things like pants and shirts and jewelry and somehow manage to create art out of it. It's this beautiful outward expression of their personality and I have no clue how to do that. This feels extra tricky for me these days because I had my twins, Annie and Quinn, about a year ago. And ever since, I've been trying to put together outfits made up of leftover maternity clothes and the few items that still fit after having the girls. And on top of that, we moved recently and so half of my clothes are still in boxes. I'm a mess over here. And so that's why I'm so excited about today's episode. My guest for today is Blair Moore. Blair is a Nashville-based wardrobe stylist and personal shopper that provides styling solutions to make getting dressed each day easy and effortless. And seriously, that's what she helped me do in this episode. Blair answered all of my questions in such a helpful, practical, and encouraging way. And for the first time ever, I feel like I have an actual strategy for how I shop, how I organize my closet, and what I put on each day. I finally have a plan, and that feels so good. Friends, if this has ever been a frustration for you, I hope this episode helps you as much as it's helping me. My hope is that after listening to this episode and after putting Blair's strategies into place, we can start our days feeling creative and confident and calm instead of feeling frazzled and frustrated. Yes, and amen to that. But before we dive in, if you haven't heard the big news already, I am so excited to share that our brand new shop is here. It includes a collection of gifts and resources and gear specifically designed for our Girls' Night community. Friends, I've been working so hard on these things behind the scenes for months and months now, and I'm over the moon about finally getting to share them with you, especially now that the holidays are here. I've put together a whole collection of gifts like sweatshirts and mugs and keychains that are perfect to get for your girlfriends or for yourself, and they're all designed to remind you of who you are, who God is, and that we're all in this together. One thing I wanted to tell you about specifically is our collection of brand new Girls' Night sweatshirts. They're a way of repping the Girls' Night community as well as a celebration of the total magic that happens when we gather together as girlfriends. Also, they are so soft. Every morning that I don't know what else to wear, I end up putting on one of my Girls' Night sweatshirts because they are so soft and comfy. There are so many awesome new items in the shop. I'm so excited about all of them, and so make sure you go check them out. The website is stephaniemaywilson.com. Again, that's stephaniemaywilson.com. Okay, now without any further ado, here is my conversation with Blair Moore. Okay, friends, I am sitting here with my friend Blair Moore, and I am so excited for you to meet her, and I'm so excited about this conversation because this is a conversation that I really personally need, and so basically you guys are just sitting in on me asking all of my questions, and I hope that they are applicable to you as well, but I I have a feeling I'm not alone in these things. So anyway, Blair, thank you so much for being here. You're so welcome. I'm so excited to be here and be able to talk to you today. For women who haven't gotten to meet you yet, can you tell us who you are, what you do, and a fun fact about yourself? Sure. So I am Blair Moore. I am a Nashville-based wardrobe stylist, but I help everyday women all over the country get dressed with confidence and ease. So I am a personal shopper. I shop with and for clients, and then I do closet edits, which entail me coming in and we talk about all the things, things we should get rid of, things we should incorporate into our closets, and just how to get dressed every day. Um, And then I also get you organized in your space. So think like the home edit, which is like huge right now, all the organization stuff, because I think getting dressed is twofold. It's about the clothes in your closet, but it's also about being organized in your space. Um, And then I am uh, married to my wonderful husband, Jeff. We've been married for 10 years next month, and we have three beautiful boys that are eight, five, and three. And a fun fact about myself is I just told y'all I'm a wardrobe stylist, so I'm also super girly, but one of my absolute favorite hobbies is bowling. And people always think that that's so funny. I love to bowl. And I actually started a bowling team in high school and then went on to do bowling in college. 
And um, so, yeah, it's just, it's so random. It's so, but I still to this day, me and my husband love to do a date night and go bowling. So it's just a really fun, fun little fact. So that is so awesome. So, I mean, do you have, you must have like your own ball, your own shoes. I do. I do not have the shoes, uh, but I do have my own bowling ball and bag. And like, it's just my friends just always think it's hilarious. And so they have this little joke. They call me Blair the Spare because I can uh-huh. bowl pretty well back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. I am a positively horrible bowler. So that's, yeah. I feel like along with you teaching me how to get dressed in the morning, maybe you can teach me how to impress next time we go to the lane. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Okay. Well, so Blair, tell me like a little bit of your, your backstory when it comes to being a stylist, like, have you always had great style? Has this always been easy for you? Like, and, and how really, how did you get started helping other women? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I grew up with an intense love for fashion. Me and my mom would just scour the aisles at TJ Maxx. And I loved playing dress up and putting looks together. That was just always always a love of and passion of mine. And actually, my parents were not surprised when I told them that I wanted to move to New York at 18 to pursue a degree in fashion. So I did just that. I moved to New York at 18 um, and studied fashion design and merchandising at the Fashion Institute of Technology. But uh, fast forward, well, I I could go into a lot about that. I actually moved up there right before September 11th happened. And so it was a crazy, crazy time. but, you know, and I think a lot of women can can relate to this when you have this dream in your head of what something's going to look like. And then it's not that it's really hard to kind of, you know, well, to admit it first off and to, you know, and then to re reassess and redirect and say, OK, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. So what are my next steps and what what is my life look like and where do I want to go? So, um I ended up still getting a degree in fashion, but I got a job um, in just corporate sales and marketing. So I kind of climbed up the corporate ladder during that time, but it wasn't in fashion. But during that time, I met my husband and we were both just working professionals. I was 27 at the time and we fell in love, got married, started our family, and then I decided to become a stay-at-home mom. So sorry to give you so much backstory, but this is kind of just getting to where, yeah, to where I'm at now. Um, But becoming a stay-at-home mom was one of the hardest transitions for me. And to all the stay-at-home moms out there, I feel you, I know you, it is hard. I mean, it's hard being a working mom. It's hard being a stay-at-home mom. Um, But I transitioned to that. My husband was traveling a lot. So we had our three boys and I was a stay-at-home mom for a few years And when my youngest son was um, about six months, I really kind of struggled with some postpartum depression. And I realized after taking a girl's trip, which I highly recommend girl's trips are so important and good for the soul. And we sat around in our jammies and we talked about good things. We talked about bad things, you know, love, life, all the things. And I was telling them about how I was really struggling with just, I just felt like I kind of lost myself. And, um, and I know so many women, if you're a mom out there or just, you know, trying to find your direction. And so this is one thing that I really wanted to say is that I took a lot of time and I really dumbed it down to what do you love? What are you passionate about? And how can you get paid to do it? Mm. And I realized that I was so, I had, I had gotten away from what I truly loved and wanted to go to school for and wanted to do, which, cause I thought if you want to be in the fashion industry, you have to live in New York city and I don't want to live in a big city anymore. And, but that's not true. If you love something, you make a way, you, you know, you find a way to make it work. And so I, I came home from that girl's trip and I wrote out a little business plan. I n- named my business. I got the domain name. I got my Instagram handle and I, it wasn't perfect. I don't think there's an ever like a perfect time to to start something. I mean, I had a six month old, a two year old and a six year old at the time. I mean, you know, just crazy, crazy. But I but I just I think you just have to take the chance. You have to you have to take that leap of faith. You have to have faith that and if you believe in yourself, then you can do it. And so that's when I decided, you know, I'd always loved styling my friends for weddings, for events. And I was like, this is what I'm going to do. And I want to help. I think there was a there was something missing 
in the marketplace. When I think when people hear the word word wardrobe stylist, they think like celebrity stylist, you know, very high end, very luxury. I'm an everyday stylist for the everyday woman. I'm a mom. I'm going to soccer games. I need comfortable, casual, cute looks. I don't want to spend a fortune. So, you know, so I'm meeting the women that have a need for that that aren't, you know, celebrities and things like that. So, yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> that's so awesome. I That's so awesome. I'm so glad that you shared that because I, I think that so many women can relate to that. I've, I've, like, you know, I, I have this dream. I really want to do this thing. And a lot of times people don't really talk about that, that you can achieve the thing that you're hoping to achieve and find out that pieces of that dream aren't, aren't what you wanted. Um, and that is yes. a really hard thing, especially as you said, to, to admit that in the first place, like it, it takes a lot of courage to take a new direction, especially when you've been headed in one direction for a really long time. And, and, um, oh gosh, I just love so many things that you just said. Yeah. And it's, and it's just never too late because I started my business at 36. So it's just, I just, it's never too late to, to start, to, to go after it, you know, and it's hard and you have to hustle and you have to work really hard. But at the end of the day, I've never been in a place of just being more passionate about what I, what I'm doing. And it's really not about fashion. It's about helping these women who are going through different stages in life and and need help getting dressed every day. So. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I'm putting myself at your mercy. I need some help. (laughs) Um, Julie, I, so I'm too crushed. I'm even trying to think of where to start on some level. I like fashion. Like I know I, I have a general sense of like what looks good, what doesn't, if I really had the time and the energy, I could put something together that looks good. But the truth of it is that I hate it. I really do. I hate getting dressed in the morning and it's, it's not even really that it's more. So there's, there's a gap for me between what I'm able to, between what I like, so I I can see something that I like, and then what I'm actually able to assemble. And that's because of time and skill. And so anyway, I have a whole bunch of questions for you because I just have this sense that this whole, that this is hard for everybody and that this could be a whole lot easier and that there are just some like pieces that I'm missing. And so anyway, I have like all these kind of personal frustrations or like roadblocks that I hit that I'm going to ask you about today. But Yes. Kind of to, to kick it off, I'll see women out or on Instagram or whatever, and I'll say, hey, oh my gosh, I really like that outfit that they're wearing. That's so cute. They seem to have this great sense of what their personal style is, and they're able to like execute it, like find the clothes to wear and put them together in a way that looks great. But I have trouble with every bit of this. And so to, to yeah. start out, how do we figure out what our personal style even is? Like both what looks good on us, what we like but also what helps us present ourselves to the world in the way that we want to present ourselves? Yeah. So I I love this question because I really feel like style doesn't have to be defined. Like, I don't think you have to say, I am a classic, I'm a classic girl, or I'm a boho girl, or I'm a preppy girl. You can be all of those. I love a great boho dress and a big hat. And then the next day I'll be in jeans and a classic button up and look really preppy. But I think style is more about how we express ourselves and um, developing a sense of style rather than like absorbing every trend. The thing is, you know, I have my these clients and they're like, Blair, like, I hate the animal print trend. And I'm like, well, then don't wear it. You are never going to feel comfortable if you don't like what you're wearing. And if you don't believe it, you do I, my, I mean, my biggest thing is do not follow trends just because they're trendy. If you don't like how it looks on you, if you don't like the fit of it, I mean, I could go on for hours about the skinny jean debate of 2021 of this <laughs> like skinny jeans are out of style. Skinny jeans are a very flattering silhouette on all types of body, uh, you know, uh, bodies. And I, I will always love the skinny jean, you know, and, but I also know, you know, other types of jeans that look good on different body types, but it's really, you know, it's just about finding pieces that you love and that you feel confident in. And then the rest kind of falls into place. And I do feel like, you know, a lot of women don't, how to like accessorize or, you know, like you were saying, you see a woman on the street and you're like, wow, you know, I think it just takes a few easy 
elevated tips. Like, you know, if you're wearing a t-shirt and jeans and sneakers, well, throw on a cute belt, tie up your shirt or do the front tuck with your t-shirt. It's just all about the little styling tips. You know, if you're a t-shirt girl, and you just love wearing t-shirts and jeans and sneakers, invest in some better t-shirts that might have detail like a little puff sleeve or, you know, just a cute detail that just elevates the style or the look of the piece. So, and then I can talk a lot about like, you know, what to, what I think you should invest in versus saving. You know, it's always good to save on trends, obviously. And, um, and then invest in things like denim, boots, jackets, things like that, that you're going to wear that are timeless pieces that you're going to wear for several years. I have found as I've gotten older, um, and don't get me wrong, I love some Target and I love saving money and, you know, um, inexpensive fines. But as I have gotten older, I do think less is more. So if I walk into someone's closet and they have a ton of stuff, it's overwhelming. You're not going to be able to get dressed with ease and confidence because you have too much stuff. And it's just, it, you know, you start out every day by going into your closet and getting dressed, right? And it, it can either start your day off on the wrong foot or the right foot. And, um, and so I feel like, you know, less is more. And that's why I've created this kind of wardrobe capsule that I talk about a lot on my social media and with my clients. And it's basically... So you're creating, you're buying and investing in 20 to 30 pieces, but then you mix and match those pieces to get the best use of the items in your closet. And so it's such an easy way, you know, to, um, to just to get dressed because you don't have a ton of stuff and you can, and going from day to night is easier too, because you can wear a t-shirt and jeans and sneakers, but then at night throw on a cute blazer, throw on a cardigan or a little jacket with, and change out your shoes and, and add some accessories and you've elevated your look for evening. So, um, so there's, yeah, there's a lot that I could say about that. <laughs> well, so I was going to ask, like, I think the thing that makes me feel like you totally hit on a couple of the things that are frustrating to me about yeah. getting dressed in the morning is, is one, you can't avoid it. Like you really, right. you can't. So, so if you have to, well, we're going to talk about that in a minute, but it, it's, there are so many pieces to it. Like yeah. it, it really feels to me like a 10 billion piece puzzle. Like to get dressed in the morning, there are 12 different pieces that you need to put together, which means you need to have all 12 pieces, which I never do. I'm always missing like a crucial element, like the right pants or yeah. a bra that works. And then you yes. need to know how to assemble those in a cute way, but you can't just have one outfit. You need like 12 different outfits because you have all different occasions and then all different seasons. And all yes. of those variables just make me so, it just feels like a puzzle I'll never be able to fully solve. And I think that that's why it feels yeah. like I can put together a cute outfit, but to do yeah. it on a regular basis feels so overwhelming. On a regular so, basis. So are you saying that we, like there, there are 20 to 30 pieces that we would add to our closet? Like so to make all of those like, I don't know, like loose ends work or right. 20 no. to 30 total? Yeah. So you can have 20 to 30 items in your closet. And I'm talking about like, okay, like most women have a good denim jacket and, you know, a great cardigan. And so I'm talking about layering, you know, a great jacket, like maybe a nicer moto jacket or a leather jacket, um, you know, and then your basic tees. It's always good to have all your basics. So your good tank tops, your good T-shirts, you know, in your basic colors, black, gray, white, all the things. And, and it also depends on your lifestyle too, right? So this is, so I'm just giving you a generic version of this, but obviously it depends on if you're a working professional, if you're wearing suits every day, what your lifestyle looks like, or if you're working from home, you know, I still think it's important. I'm going to say this right now. If you are working from home, you still need to get up and get dressed because it helps with your mental like attitude for the day, shower and get dressed. Um, but so yeah, so the capsule wardrobe is having those investment pieces, pieces, those good basics that are, that are, you know, not trendy that go from season to season. And then every year adding a couple of trends into that collection. And then that way you're, you're, you end up spending less money because you're not buying all new things every season, but it's just investing in those timeless pieces and then looking at each season, you know, adding some trendy pieces here and there, maybe getting a great new pair of boots and that kind of thing. So with, you know, so with, with shoes, you know, you need a good, a great sneaker, a great booty, um, you know, a great, maybe like flat or mule. So, and then, 
you know, having your jackets, your t-shirts, and then a few pairs of great jeans. Jeans are very hard and very tricky for a lot of us, I know. And then it's all about just kind of, and then a few dresses. Every every woman needs a little black dress in their closet, or or it doesn't even have to be black. Just a dress that makes them feel great. If they, you know, are going on a date or, you know, going out with girlfriends, you know, you, you need some of those dresses. But I think, you know, a lot of women have a hard time letting go stuff too. So, you know, I have um, clients that are stay-at-home moms that have 50 suits in their closet. And I'm like, well, are you going back to work in a professional setting that, you know, you have to and realize what your lifestyle is like now and dress to fit that lifestyle. Lifestyle. That's, I feel like we're like getting somewhere. Like the idea that, that this could be, that there's like a lot of work you could do on the front end to like kind of get some things together and that that would make getting dressed every day so much easier. I think that's the piece that I've been missing. It feels like just this constant yeah. project that I don't have like the time or money for, you know? Yeah. Well, and I come in and I, for my clients and I put a lookbook together. So I literally take clothes from their closet, style the looks and take pictures of it and then send it to them so that that way they can go back and reference, oh, okay, what did Blair say? I could wear with brunch with friends, that kind of thing. And it's just, and you take like, you know, 15, 20 pieces and I can create over 50 looks from those pieces. So, um, so it's just, it, yeah, it's just all about knowing how to mix and match and, um, you know, and knowing the right silhouettes for your body, you know, for your body. And I will say, you know, um, every woman has body insecurities and um, and issues, and I get it. And getting dressed can be really hard. And it's about, you know, every woman has body insecurities and issues, but every woman has a part of their body that they love. And it's about accentuating that and, you know, and and dressing to where you feel confident with what you're wearing. Yeah, yeah, that makes that makes sense. How do we find all of these pieces? Like there are, uh, along with there being so many elements, there are a million stores that we could shop from. And it really feels like finding all these pieces could be a full-time job in itself and also take like two full-time jobs to pay for. So where do we... Yes. How do we kind of make that process a little bit more simple? Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it is hard. There are so many stores online. There are so many, you know, I mean, you could go to the shopping mall. Shopping malls can be overwhelming for a lot of people. And I think, too, when you enter into that, like, late 20s, early 30s um, age group, that's also a hard time to be like, okay, am I too young to, or am I getting too old for this store? But this store seems too old. You know, I'm, am I I'm, feel like I'm still too young to shop there. And you know what I'm talking about. Like, do you walk into like, you know, I've walked into Forever 21 and I'm like, uh, you know, I mean, it's just, it, it, you know, it, it, there is that age where it's like, you still want to dress young and look cute, but you, but you also don't want to be too young. You know what I mean? Yeah, or yes. too matronly. So with that said, I think that, you know, navigating the department stores are great because if you're looking for jeans, you know, a place like Nordstrom or a place like Dillard's where you can go in and try on lots of different brands is always good. Um, if you hate shopping in store, I mean, shopping online is great because you can't, most places now have free, um, free shipping and free returns. So you can try on in the comfort of your own home. I would say to avoid certain companies that are just, so I'm trying really hard and I'm to educate myself on being um, more ethical in my spending. And I think that's a lot what a lot of women and a lot of people are trying to do that. And if you can make just small steps now, I am not saying I am, you know, I'm not perfect. And I, you know, I there are brands that I still shop at that are, are not the most ethical, but I'm trying to educate myself on that. And I want to educate my clients on that as well. So brands like Shein, which is, uh, it, it's a, it's a Chinese brand and they sell stuff that's very inexpensive, but they have some big, it's not an ethical practice. So I would recommend really thinking about where you're buying your things from and they, and they just doesn't hold up well either. So you could spend $50, a hundred dollars on 20 items that are going to fall apart or you could invest in good basics, but you don't still don't have to pay a fortune. I'm just saying that there are certain, you know, certain brands that you should probably stay steer clear from. Do you have any others that just as you've been, because this is something that I really care about too, and I'm with you. I'm not like 
perfect at it. And I haven't, I still have a long way to go, but are there, as you've been doing some research, are there some other companies where you're like, you know, I would steer clear of this? Um, not, not really. Um, I have heard things about H and M, um, but I, I still have shopped there, but I really need to spend more time, you know, and I hear things about a lot of the big brands. Um, but I just, I hate to put their names out there, you know, without, without the thorough knowledge and research, but, but I do plan on spending some time doing that. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, it's, yeah, it's something that we all can, can be better about. You know, there's a reason if you're buying, you know, these shirts and sweaters that are $9.99 from China, there's a reason they're $9.99 from China. So yeah. you have to think about that, you know, the yeah. sweatshops and the child labor. So, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. We kind of on the, on the other end of that, there's a company that I just love that's here in Nashville. It's called Able. And yes. they are just so, they are amazing about, they, they post all of their wages online. Yes. And so you can see how much everyone makes that is making the clothes that you're buying. They are yes. just really sustainable, really um, ethical, and they have really great things. I recently bought all of my, if I have any like leather bags or anything, they're always from Able. Yes. And I recently bought a dress uh, from them that I love and a white t-shirt that is like, yes. oh my gosh, this is what a good, because all of my white t-shirts are from Target, not hating on Target, but right. I have just a bunch of white t-shirts from Target that are like, uh, like the neck is kind of stretching out. Like they're just yeah. not great. And I, I put on this shirt, this t-shirt, white t-shirt from Mabel and was like, oh, this is what this is. <laughs> This is what this is supposed to look like. And yes, I love Able. I love supporting Able. They have a great denim jacket too. Like all of their stuff is great. And that's what I'm saying is like, you know, just think about what you're purchasing. And like you said, not to hate on Target because I love Target too. We all love Target. But, but you know, a, a white t-shirt that you can wear a million different ways and it's just a, a, you know, a good thing to have in your closet. Spend a little bit more money, but you're going to get the wear out of it. You're yeah. going to, you know, and it's going to hold up a lot longer than, yeah. you know, than than other brands. So yeah, yeah so Able is a great, um, a great company and I love what they're doing. Nisolo, which is a shoe company that's based in Nashville. They are wonderful too. They're, I just yeah, bought two so. Nisolo shoes. That's awesome. Oh, yes. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. So I love helping women kind of find brands that they love. And, um, I also am a big proponent of shopping local and supporting small businesses. So especially during the pandemic and during COVID, um, I, know so many women who own boutiques here in Nashville and I love supporting them. These women work so hard to bring you, you know, beautiful pieces and places, you know, if you're local to Nashville, like E. Allen and Posh and different stores like that, that I love supporting local when I can and, you know, go shop the local boutiques. So I think that's important. That's awesome. I love that. I love that. Um, so, you know, as we're going shopping, if we are this is something that I have done so many times when I go shopping, I'll like get it in my head that I'm going to make this simpler. I'm going to elevate my style or it's spring. And so I'm going to get some stuff for spring or whatever. You know, anytime I like kind of, I don't know, pull my, pull myself up and decide I'm going out there. I find that I buy the same thing over and over and over (laughs) again. There was a season where I had truly 12 different cardigans, the same cut, the same brand, same everything in different colors, but I had nothing to wear under them. They didn't (laughs) look good on me. I didn't have like pants to wear with them. And so they just sat in my closet. Like, I think I still have some of them. Yeah. How do we like break out of some of our ruts when we're going shopping? Because I think a lot of times we're just like spinning around the same, like we're just, we're just making the problem worse. Yes. Yes. That's a great question. So I always tell my clients to make a list. Like, don't, you know, don't just like go, it's just like going to the grocery store. You know how, when you go to the grocery store and you don't have a list and you just go, and especially if you're hungry, you just buy all this stuff and then you get home. And I'm like, I don't have anything to make for dinner tonight. Like I don't have an actual meal. It's like the same, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you're just, yeah. So, um, I tell my clients like, you know, go through your closet first and shop with intention, right? So like if you're, you're out 
shopping for a dress for a date night, you know, look through your dresses and say, well, do I, I might already have something in my closet to wear. Um, but if you don't and you want to go shopping, great, but just, but, you know, think about, okay, well, I already have this, this, and this, or I already have a cardigan that would go over this dress and just, so make your list and shop with intention. And then I also say like, try and get out of your comfort zone. You know, you're talking about how you bought all those cardigans for yourself. And, you know, and I do believe like if you find something you love, I'll buy it in a a couple of colors. Like if there's a real, if there's something that you love the fit, I'm all about like, I love that. And I'm going to buy that in black and white or whatever. That's fine. But I also think it's great to step outside of your comfort zone and try something that you, you know, might not normally try. Or I also suggest like, So if you feel like you, you know, dress real plain or you only wear neutrals or you just can't, you know, you just don't feel like you want to just take like maybe a little step. I always say buy a fun shoe, buy like an animal print shoe or a red shoe or buy a cute little animal print belt or like, you know, you can wear all black. But if you have like a fun statement shoe or just like a fun accessory, it's just a little bit of a fun way to kind of just step step outside of your comfort zone and try something new. Yeah. Yeah. This, um, I love that. I, animal print is something that I don't tend to wear except for in my shoes. And I actually really like cheetah print shoes. Um, I have a couple different pairs. Oh yeah. How do you, this just popped into my head there. If we're not someone who is like there, it happens to me that I feel like behind on, on, trends and we've talked about that we don't necessarily need to follow trends but like what are some sources we can be looking at that aren't overwhelming that can tell us hey like here's a new option for fall or like like mules are cool and you're like okay I, I didn't yeah. know that like h- how do you what are some good non-overwhelming sources that we can go to to like give us you some ideas and tell us just give us an idea of like what's cool and what's right. not <laughs> You know, I mean, I really think, you know, if you are a social media person and you are on Instagram, you know, there are fashion bloggers and they work really hard at like at at sharing trends and then, you know, sharing it on their like to know it. If you're familiar with like to know it, it's a great way you can go to like to know it and just, you know, type in fashion trends or new new shoes, you know, and it's gonna, it's just an easy way to shop. It just makes it um, a lot easier. I share things all the time on my Instagram as far as this is a great deal, or these are things that I'm loving as far as trends for the season. And then Pinterest, of course, is obviously a great way to look at, you know, fall, you know, what's trending for fall and that kind of thing. Um, You know, I really feel like finding you know, women that you like through Instagram or through blog, you know, bloggers that you love and then, you know, supporting them by shopping through their, you know, through their links. It's an easy way to, you know, support other women in small business and, you know, and to learn what's going on and not feel overwhelmed. I mean, you know, magazines are almost like a thing of the past, Um, you know, so I feel like it's all like online and all digital, you know? Um, So, yeah. I like the idea of picking a couple people that like, you know, this person actually wears things that you would actually want to wear. And, and you're right. It's, uh, you know, people are working so hard to curate, like you are working so hard to curate, to, to like, search through everything that was on sale during the Nordstrom sale and saying, you know, this is what yeah. is actually, I tried this on and it was actually soft or I, I, you know, this was weird. So I didn't buy it or, you know, here's an actual link. You can just shop this really, really quickly. Right. That's a really, and that's a really yeah. good, great reminder. And I never, so when I started Style by Blair, um, I of course had my Instagram hand, but I never thought, you know, was even thinking about, I, I hate the word influencer. I hate that word, but too. you know, like, yeah, I just really don't like it. But, um, but yeah, so I never thought that I would even do the whole like to know it type thing. Um, but people kept asking me as I was sharing just style tips and sharing about my business, people would be like, where did you get that shirt you're wearing? Or, you know, so then I'm like, well, okay. So, you know, they're wanting this information. And so, so I started sharing more that way. And, um, you know, and it is, it's a, I love being able to, to say, Hey, I found these great boots on sale from Nordstrom and they're 60% off right now, grab them up or, you know, whatever that looks like. So it's just, um, you know, and I love 
when women message me and they're like, oh my gosh, I got that dress that you recommended for, for plus size. And it just, it's the best dress I've tried. And, and I try to share things of all sizes, all, you know, all age groups, you know, different things for different women. And I'm trying to be um, size inclusive when I share stuff as well, because of course not all, um, you know, bloggers and people do that. So yeah, uh, that's yeah. so good. That's so good. I know that there are so many women, you know, sharing sharing links and sharing tips and stuff. And I just, I don't think that I, it, it's like clicking for me in a new way. What an incredible resource that is. Yeah. Um, it's and so, hard work. Yes. It is yes. hard work. Women that put, you know, behind the scenes of like finding all those things and, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's so good. Well, thank you. Thank you. Gosh. Yeah. Thank you for what you do. Yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. As many of you know, I recently wrote a book, and while it was the most rewarding project of my career so far, it also came with a lot of hard work and long nights. And sometimes when things started to feel a little bit overwhelming, I needed to get a few things off my chest so I could clear my mind and keep the writing process flowing. And the thing that helped me so much to sort through those feelings was therapy. Now tell me if any of this sounds familiar. Maybe you're going through something really hard right now, a big loss or a gigantic life transition. Maybe you frequently feel anxious, depressed, overwhelmed, or just generally discouraged. Maybe you really, really, really want your life circumstances to change, but you don't know how to actually change them. Or maybe you're feeling stuck as you try to work through your past, navigate your present, or figure out your future. Friend, if you can relate to any of this, you're not alone. I've been there and therapy has been the thing that has helped me more than anything else with all of this. In the last 10 years or so, I've learned that strength isn't proving I can do it on my own. It's knowing that I don't have to. I'm at my strongest when I have a full support system around me and an essential part of my support system is therapy. Therapy can be absolutely life-changing. That is, if you can afford it and find a therapist you like and trust. But of course, this is easier said than done. And that's why I'm so excited to be partnering with this week's podcast sponsor. Our sponsor for today's episode is BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the easiest and most affordable way I've ever found to find a great therapist. It's entirely online and super easy to sign up. You can get started right away. And if you don't love the counselor you're paired with, switching is easy and it's free. If you're going through something hard in your relationships, or if you're in a funk you just can't shake, if you've been feeling anxious or depressed lately, or if you're feeling stressed and you need help balancing your everyday life and schedule, BetterHelp is an incredible resource for you. And I'm so thankful that they've given me a promo code that I can share with you to make it even easier to get started. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com friendship today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash friendship. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Friends, springtime is finally here, but that also means allergy season is in full swing. I have always struggled with allergies and I don't know about you, but I am especially allergic to cats. More on that in a second. Well, luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. The time that I use Claritin the absolute most is when I'm at my parents' house, my childhood home. They have this absolutely beautiful cat that they love and I like, except for the fact that he sheds so much. So that means that I'm basically sneezing from the second I arrive home to the second I leave, unless I take Claritin. My dad has even started having it ready for me right when I walk in the door. Are you ready to live life as though you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. 
Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Claritin, thank you so much for sponsoring our girls' night. We love having you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know, when we're going through our closets, because we're sitting here talking about buying new things, but we also like all have things in our closets but we still feel like we have nothing to wear. Do you have any like kind of general rules for what we keep, what we get rid of, like how to just kind of pare down? Yes, absolutely. So a few different things. Um, So I love talking about this. Um, Yeah. So I look at a few different things when I'm going through like a client's closet condition of the item, of course. So like, is it really pilling or if it's white, does it, is it yellowing things like that? So you always, we want to look at the condition of the item And then um, does it fit within reason? Okay, I know a lot of women, you know, um, especially if you're a mom and you're in, you know, postpartum or or, I'm sorry, uh, just post-pregnancy, you know, that kind of thing, or you're wanting more kids, you're going to have different sizes in your closet and that's totally fine. Um, But I would just say like, does it fit within reason? And then also, does it still make you happy? Like, it, it, do you, when you look at the piece that the item, are you like, oh, I've worn that so many times, I'm sick of it, or I just, I, I hate how that looks now, you know, just does it really, does it bring you joy? And would you go to it? Like if, if, if I'm in a client's closet and she's like, I don't know, I haven't worn that in a really long time. I don't really like it anymore. And I'm like, well, then let's get rid of it. Because if you're not going to walk into your closet and you're not going to pick it, then let's get rid of it. Um, And I think a lot of women struggle with, you know, I mean, I walk into so many women's closets and they have items in their closets that have have tags on them. We all have that, right? Where we bought something on sale or we bought something for an event that didn't happen or whatever, you know, the tags, yeah. Or we, you know, a lot of women did like stitch fix or those, you know, monthly things and they get pieces and they don't send them back, but they're really not their style or they don't really fit fit perfectly kind of yeah. thing. And so I always tell women, you know, I'm like, it's, it's okay. Like it, they're like, I feel so bad getting rid of something I never even worn. And, but I'm like, it, it, it's been sitting in your closet collecting dust for however long. So either, you know, and there's great sites too. You can sell, you know, if you have nice stuff, you can always sell them on Poshmark or other sites like that. Um, and I would say also to always, when you are donating your clothes, think about places like, um, local charities that you can give your clothes to. It's so important. Um, then just, you know, I mean, you can, yes, you can give to Goodwill, but there's places like, like in Nashville, for example, the Nashville rescue mission is always looking for clothes for women, children, and men. Uh, Grace Works is a great one based in Franklin. So um, I know not everybody's local that's listening to this, but but just look for local organizations that need women's clothes. Um, it's just, you know, so important. I didn't even think about that because we, I mean, we're, I feel like always at Goodwill. That's something that I think when, when Carl and I get kind of anxious about life or like, you know, if a lot's going on, we are both like organizers. So we're like, okay, great. I'm going to yes. go through this closet. I'm going to get rid of some things. And so, I mean, we're always taking trips to Goodwill, but it didn't, I didn't realize that there was a better option of where to take some of our things. Yes. And they will, yes. And like the National Rescue Mission, you can literally just take it in trash bag. Like they will take it in any condition. It doesn't have to be hanging. Like they will take anything and everything. So uh, just something to think about when you are, you know, donating your clothes. But so I would say, you know, just going through and really assessing, are you going to wear it again? Do you still love it? You know, how old is it? That kind of thing. And then if you have a lot of one thing, like you were talking about the cardigans, if you have 10 black shirts. Well, do you really need 10 all black shirts? So let's go through and keep the ones you love the most and just pare down a little bit. And then, um, you know, with organizing in your closet, I always say, put the stuff that you wear the most in the forefront of your closet. So if you're a working professional and you wear, you know, suiting or you you dress more professional, put those items that you wear the most in the forefront of your closet. And I like to, of course, color, you know, you know, Roy G. Biv, all... 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Home edit, home edit it, you know, but it just makes it easy to go in and, you know, and you want to categorize everything, right? So you have your tanks, your short sleeve shirts, your sweaters, your dresses. So that way you can go in, grab a shirt, grab a jacket, you know, grab your jeans and, you know, and get dressed. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. You you mentioned body stuff and that's this yeah. whole other element of the, the, makes this really hard is we're, I feel like, you know, picking out clothes, going to, trying on bathing suits in a store or something is like its own brand of torture because why is the lighting so bad? Like 1, it could be so it's, much better if the lighting wasn't horrible. Horrible. <laughs> um, it just makes everyone look terrible. And so then you're supposed yeah. to what, buy this tiny piece of clothing um, that you're going to wear in public. So so get, you know, buying clothes is its own thing, but then every, like we have to face this every day. And so are there some, like, do you have any, any specific tips for things we should be looking for if different parts of our bodies are, are feel tricky to us? Um, and then also maybe like ways of making the the process of getting dressed in the morning feel a little kinder and not so hard. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, and like I think I mentioned it before, but every single one of my clients, every woman has body insecurities and body issues of different, you know, and it's hard. It is so hard. And especially like if you are a mom and your body changes and it's, you know, all the things and, yeah. you know, in aging, women have so much, there's so much there of just not just your body, but just aging and changing and all the things. So I would tell you like, you are beautiful. And like, you know, I have these clients and I'm like, oh my God, you know, and they come out and they're like, oh, I just look terrible. And then I'm like, you look amazing in that. And, and it, it's just, um, go easy on yourself because you are beautiful and loved and, you know, and, um, and perfect in in every way. And I just think, when it comes to clothing, um, like I said, number one, you have to feel comfortable in what you're wearing. If you don't feel comfortable, you're, you're just not going to feel good about yourself. But when it comes to different like parts of your body. Okay. So, so there's a few different things I would say, like, um, if you have like a smaller waist, if you're curvier, maybe like more pear shaped, you want to choose like a higher waisted jean and something that's gonna, and, or if you're wearing like a dress, you want it to hit like at your, at the smallest part of your waist, maybe at a belt, you always want to accentuate the, the, the body areas that you love. Maybe you have really long legs. Well, you know, if you have really long legs and you want to flaunt those, you know, wear a really, um, really nice pair of skinny jeans and heels. And the, but then you can wear like an oversized sweater. So like, there's also the idea of proportions and it's all about, so say you're wearing a skinny jean and it's okay to wear like a really, you know, chunky oversized sweater, but I wouldn't pair a chunky oversized sweater with a pair of wide leg or, you know, baggy jeans. It's just, it's all about proportions. Or if you're wearing like a really fitted bodysuit or something very fitted on top, you could wear a pair of like wide leg trousers or, you know, a boot cut type jeans. So it's really all about proportions um, and just making sure that you, that you, the proportions are right. Um, and it's hard to talk about it without kind of showing you, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's such a visual thing, but, um, but yeah, so. Okay. That's, that's really helpful. I don't know why, like, uh, uh, yes, that that totally makes sense. If you're going to go big one area or baggy one in one area, you need to go like more fitted in another area and yes. Yeah, like for example, like oversized blazers are really trendy right now. And I and I'll say, you know, like I have petite clients who are like I feel like I'm wearing my dad's, bla you know, blazer with this huge oversized, you know, these big oversized. And I'm like, "Well, you don't need don't wear if you're super petite, don't feel like you have to wear this huge oversized, you know, blazer, but if you want want to just make sure you're pairing it with like a skinny jean or something slim down or, or like a, you know, a knit dress, like something that's more slimming underneath to where you're not just overpowered. I mean, if you put on like a big baggy boyfriend dream and then a big oversized blazer, I mean, it just, it's all about, you know, yeah, like proportions. So yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so yeah. in my closet right now, I have things that I bought that look cute on me that I think are cute in some, I don't know, like they, they're, they're cute. I never 
reach for them though. And I don't know why. So how, like, does that mean that I'm, I'm buying the wrong, like, there's nothing wrong with it. It's not that it, it fits me weird or it's, I don't know. I don't know why I don't reach for it. And so there are things that I like, I've gone through my closet several times, especially, you know, right before getting pregnant and then, you know, postpartum and stuff. I've been going through my clothes being like, what am I ever going to want to wear again? And there are things where I'm like, this is a quality thing. Like it fits well. It looks good. You know, I try it on. Um, it's, it's, you know, still in good shape, whatever, but I just never reach for it. So what do I ever reach for? What do I do? Is it, is it because you don't know how to style it? Like, do you not know what to wear it with? Like, is it a top and you don't know what the bottoms or you feel like it's, it's just, you just reach for something else instead? No. Yeah. I think it's that. I think that's it. Is that it's like, it's a cute skirt, but I've never known what to wear on top or it's a cute top, but I've never known what to wear. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yes. That's, I mean, that's what so many of my clients struggles and that's what, you know, and and then I come in, I'm like, why haven't you worn this cute skirt with a tag? And they're like, I just, I bought it and I liked it, but then I didn't know what to wear it with. And I'm like, girlfriend, put it with this, this, and this. And, you know, and so if you have something like that, that you don't know what to wear it with, I would say Google that image or that, you know, that item, that skirt and see how other people have styled it, Yeah, you know, and just see like how other people are wearing it. So if it's like a, you know, a black midi skirt, you know, type in black midi skirt and just look, you know, on Pinterest or, or just through Google, I'm like how other people have styled that and then say, oh, okay, I could wear that skirt with that white t-shirt and that denim jacket and a pair of mules and be out the door. Um, and I would say just, just, you know, just, just wear it once and see, you know, put it together. Um, and then, and just try it and you might, you might end up loving it. I think, I think that the thing is we just all get into, right. Well, especially coming out of COVID and the pandemic of like, we're all sitting at home in our leggings and sweatshirts. It's like, how do we get dressed again? How do we, you know, what do we wear? And things have become so much more casual as a standard. I mean, you see people wearing jeans in the workplace. And so, so many of my clients are like, I, I know how to dress professionally or I know how to dress at home. It's the everyday, like going just out to brunch, going, what do I wear? You know, yeah. because it has become, we as a society, we're just become so much more casual. Yeah. Um, so with that, it's just about figuring out, you know, how to feel put together, but not like we're wearing our sweatpants all the time. And yeah. um, there, I like the idea of, you know, mixing dressier pieces with more casual pieces. So taking like a graphic tee, but adding like a satin skirt and then a denim jacket. So it's like, it's all about kind of, kind of this mix of, um, of, you know, very casual stuff. And then, or, or putting on a pair of joggers, you know, you'll see women wearing like a pair of military green joggers, but then wearing it with like black high heels and a black mm-hmm. blazer and, you know, going out. So it's kind of like learning how to mix the two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I love that. Once we have some pieces that we like, you know, we've, we've bought some staples, we've, you know, made our shopping list. So we've filled some holes in, in our closet of, you know, well, I would wear this, but I never have the right bra for it. So it's like, you actually just go and buy that, that right bra. Yes. Which is so important, but having the right undergarments. Yes. Okay. Well, do do you have like a, a place that you like for undergarments? I do. I love Soma. Um, Soma, the, oh my gosh, I could go on and on about their seamless underwear. That is amazing. (laughs) Um, that literally y'all, if you have not checked out Soma, they have great bras and great and great underwear. So it's important to have, you know, those good undergarments and it makes a difference to your bras, especially and how something looks. If it's tighter fitting, you need that support for your girls. (laughs) Seriously. 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 Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. I love that. I, I've never checked out so much. So I'm, that's on my list. Oh, you need to. Okay. Yes. Put okay. it on your list. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. And like a too tight bra or like an itchy bra or a too big, like, or I mean, let's not even talk about like itchy underwear. I mean, something like that could make your day, like talk about not feeling confident or not feeling comfortable. Yes. Like if you're the closest thing to your skin is like, doesn't fit right or doesn't feel right. Like, bleh. 
1000%. And I don't know why they make sports bras so hard to get on. I'm like, I mean, you're like, I mean, come on. Like, yeah. It's like ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. In another lifetime, I'm going to start an uh, undergarment uh, brand or something and a swimwear line because there's a whole missing segment of I think swimwear could be so much more, I don't know, it could be so cute and more conservative and cool. And I don't know. Yeah. I want to start a real women's swimwear line someday. Oh, I love that. I love that. I'm yeah. in. I'm in. Um, yeah. I did, If this is like such a random thing, but I did find a, a bra that I love that's not good for going out in. So this is like where I am in my clothing journey. I mean, I had my girls 11 months ago today yeah. and- we, I mean, we've been in COVID this whole time. I've been, you know, a new mom of twins. And so I'm like half still in like maternity clothes that I just haven't yes. had time to sw- swap out of yet. But I now right. fit in some of my old clothes, but now I'm like, do I even want to wear that? And so anyway, one of the I- things that I'm wearing constantly, which is not cute, but very comfy is um, there's a a brand of like maternity bras called Cake Bras. Oh, and okay. they they sell them at um at Nordstrom and they have their own website, but they have these like bamboo sleep bras. And oh. that was my just one of the things that just kind of got me through when I was, you know, awake in the middle of the night and uncomfortable and just, you know, trying to figure out life was I just I bought a ton of them. And so I I still they're like my go to everyday bra. They're, they're your favorite. Kind of a kind of a sports bra, but not too tight. And anyway, so if anyone needs Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. yeah if anyone I just needs like a really thing. comfy around the house bra, it kind of looks like a sports bra, but they're called Soma yeah. Sleep Bras. Or I mean not Soma, sorry, they're called cake, cake uh bamboo. Okay. Sleep bras. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. So, okay. Once we have all the things, you know, we talked about the closet, like having your most important or your most um, frequently worn things in the front. Any other like systems that we, that can help us, you know, get dressed more quickly or more easily or like, I mean, should we make a lookbook of spend an afternoon and like put together really cute outfits and then just look back through it? Like, well, how can we make this faster? Yes. Yeah. I would say 1000%. If you could take, you know, um, an hour or so and put some looks together, take snap pictures and just make an album in your phone. I mean, that's what I do. I also offer virtual services. So I do that all the time um, for clients all over. But yeah, you just make um, make a lookbook for yourself. And that way you can, you know, reference it and say, okay, I'm going to, you know, go in and uh, look, let's see, I picked this outfit today. And then you can just go in. I will say from an organization standpoint, um, one of the things I see a lot that I'm just like, get rid of it is shoe boxes. Don't keep your shoes in shoe boxes unless you're planning on selling them later and they're a really expensive shoe and you want to hold on to the shoe box, get rid of the shoe boxes and um, get some kind of shoe system in place. If you don't have built-ins, get a shoe rack. I go into so many closets and there's just shoes all over the floor of the closet or shoe boxes all up high. And I'm like, you can't even see what you're, you know, what, what you're doing there. And so mm-hmm. I like those clear shoe bins um, from the container store. They just really help. Just It's just easy to see and easy to, to get dressed, especially if you have a lot of shoes. So things like that that are just easy ways to, um, you can buy these purse hangers that can hang if you have a lot of purse or a clutch organizer for your clutches. That way you can just go in. I like a designated area for like your handbags, a designated area for jewelry. Now this all depends on um, what your closet is like, um, but you can always work with the space you have. I also think it's super important if you have the space to um, put your out of season items like up high in boxes or in another closet. That way you just, if you are going in your closet and it's so tight to be able to even like move your clothes and to be able to see what you have, it's so hard. It's just so overwhelming and so frustrating. So for me, I like to every, before every season, I just did it recently because of course the weather is getting cooler in Nashville. I just went through, brought all my sweaters out and then put away all my summer stuff. But I will say this, like a lot of times women are like, oh, I put away all my dresses and I'm like, well, but some of those summer dresses you can definitely wear into fall and winter because you can layer them. Don't put away like a simple black cotton dress. That's one of the easiest things that you can take into fall and winter, just add a denim jacket, you know, add a coat or whatever and go. So, you know, so make sure it's pieces that are truly summer. You can also wear white jeans after Labor Day. I love white jeans in fall and winter. That's another thing. I'm like, no wear your white jeans. Um, but yeah, so just, you know, those are just a few easy ways to, um, 
to just make it easier to get dressed. If you have the space, move your summer stuff out, get all your fall winter stuff in. And that way, you know, you are um, just ready for to get dressed, you know, for the right season. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm thinking about my closet right now. And I feel like no wonder it's hard because half of the stuff like I've, I've been in, I've had seasons like that where there's so much stuff in my closet. Like I can't even find anything, but yes. I feel like even now my, my closet's pretty bare at the moment. Cause like I said, most of my clothes are still in boxes and we just moved and all these things, but uh, like half yeah. the stuff is like, Oh, well this is old or this is, Oh, I don't like that. Or this is for the wrong season or whatever. Mm-hmm. So half the stuff <clears throat> I'm looking at, I'm never going to wear. So no wonder right. it's like, it's just this frustrating thing yeah. every day. It's a terrible way to start your day too. I I know. And I think that's the main question you need to ask yourself is if you're picking up a piece, you know, an item and you're like, would you wear it? Or like, well, would you go to it? Like, would are you are you gonna wear it again? And if the answer is probably not, then just it's it is it's it's hard to start. I would say, like, for somebody who doesn't like to purge, it's hard to start. And that's where I come in for so many clients of like just I want you to take it away and I want you to to get it out of my house kind of thing. But I promise you can do it once you get started and once you just eat and you don't have to purge a a ton of stuff. If you I always say another great little tip is um, I have a little um, basket in my closet. And so when I pull something out and I've decided it's time to let this go, I put it in the basket. And so or so or put a trash bag in your closet. And if you know, if you pull something out and you realize it has a hole in it or it has a tear or you it just doesn't make you happy, happy anymore, put it in the trash bag. That way you've got a spot for those things. And then once the trash bag is full, take it to, you know, your donation site, take it somewhere and donate it. Um, So that's just another little tidbit that I always tell my clients as well. Well, and it seems like it could be kind of a holding ground. Like, so there are things where it's like, no, this has a hole in it. This needs to go or, but like there are things where, well, I'm not sure. I think I'm done with this, but yeah. maybe I, I feel bad for being done with it or I feel yes. like, or maybe I'll change my mind or something. It's like, well, if something is sat in that basket for long enough that it got full and you yes. never wore it, you can, it's just, a, it's an easier like middle ground. Yes. And so another trick you can also do is cause yeah, cause I say like, would you miss it? Would you miss that item? If it was gone tomorrow, would you miss it? And most of the time the clients are like, no, you know, but if the answer is yes, then you want to hold on to it. But you could also, I've had uh, told clients, like if they are struggling with letting go of certain pieces or say you're trying to lose some weight, um, but you, and you can't wear these pieces now, but you're not ready to let them go, take a basket or, you know, a storage bin of some kind, put those items in it and, and label it maybe, and you put it away. And then, and then six months from now, or put it, put it, put something three months from now, whatever that looks like, put it on your calendar to go get that maybe pile, you know, get that basket, open it up and say, did you miss any of this stuff or does it fit now? Or do you like it still? And if the answer is like, you totally, you totally forgot about that maybe basket and everything inside. And if you didn't miss it, then it's time to get rid of it. So for, for people who really struggle with purging and getting rid of stuff, that's a great way to kind of do it in a slower process because you've, it's like kind of like out of sight, out of mind, right? So it's out, you know, it's out of the way, but then you're reintroduced to it and you have to to make, okay, it's been gone for three or six months. Did you miss it or does it now fit? And that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. This is so good. Blair, this is so helpful. I really like, I, I don't want to feel as frustrated by the process of dressing myself as I do. I mean, I, I appreciate like, I love feeling good. I love dressing up. I love dressing yeah. up, up. Yeah. But it's yeah. kind of the everyday, like, it just feels like this problem I'm continuously trying to solve, but I never make any progress with it. So it's just this, like, constant hamster wheel of, yes. well, I have, like, I'm back here again. I have to figure this out again. And I haven't, like, I don't no. have any new options. I don't have any new insight or information or anything. So it's just kind of a a daily frustration that I've never really been able to, to like make progress on. And so I I love the fact that the things you're saying aren't trendy. It's not a, it's not a full-time job to dress yourself. It's not, it's kind of a set it and forget it kind of thing, which is exactly what what I need in life. And it doesn't have to be like you were saying, like a 12 piece puzzle. I think that seems overwhelming. If you maybe make it a four piece puzzle and you say, okay, I need a sweater, a pair of jeans, a cute shoe, and maybe one accessory. Try and do it that way. Think about it that way. 
of mm. like, don't think of it as this, you know, 20 P of like, oh my gosh, I need earrings, a necklace, bracelets. I need, you know, a bat, you know, try it on a smaller scale, especially if you, if you have trouble accessorizing or it just feels overwhelming to you, it yeah. doesn't have to be. It's about just, you know, and especially in the fall and winter, it's just all about layering. So grab your, grab a bit, a shirt, grab a little jacket, grab your jeans, grab your boots, and then maybe put on a fun necklace or put on a big earring. So just trying to not make it feel quite as overwhelming. I hope that helps. It really, that really helps. And I, you guys, I need you to, if you're listening and you're like, uh, Stephanie, me too, with all of this, please send me a message because I, I really, there's part of me that's under the impression that I'm like the only woman in the world that is bad at this, but I'm also like, okay, I can't be, there's no way I'm the only you woman, not woman in the world. Blair, thank you so much. I, this is so helpful. Um, we're going to link to all of your social media, your website, everything in the show notes. So everyone can go follow along with you. Um, I've loved following you. I love the work that you do. And Every time I've, you know, talked to you or seen anything that you've posted, I've just come out so encouraged. And so really, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was so wonderful talking with you today. You guys, isn't Blair amazing? Seriously, she's our new best friend, right? Now, don't forget that if you ever want to find the links for anything we talk about in our Girls' Night episodes, you can always find those over in our show notes. Just head over to girlsnightpodcast.com and you'll find links for everything, including links for Blair so you can follow along with all the great stuff she's doing. All right, friends, that's it for today's episode. But with that in mind, now is the perfect time to make sure you're subscribed. Subscribing to the show is the best way to make sure you never miss an episode. It won't send you an email or anything. It just makes sure your phone downloads the latest episode when a new one's released. And I did want to take a second to ask you guys a favor. If you've enjoyed this episode or if you've been a Girls' Night fan for a while now, would you take just two quick seconds to leave us a rating and a review on iTunes? Those reviews help out our podcast so much and it really would mean the world to me. So if you'd take two quick seconds to do that, I'd be so grateful. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining me for Girls' Night. I'll see you next week. Girls' Night.